Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Everyone, thanks for tuning back into the podcast. We, uh, it's been a little bit, but we are jumping back into the interviews and we are very happy to have on a Castleton head coach, head coach Scott Legacy. He's been doing a great job. I believe just finished up his seventh season. Is that correct, coach? Uh, that is up correct. At Castleton? That is correct. And thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this podcast. And I think it's um, awesome for Division Three wrestling to have this kind of exposure. Yeah, it's it's important. Again, it's like a very easy platform to kind of have, but you know, we found a niche. No, no one really else is doing it. So, but it's important to get these stories out and just spread the spread the good word about Division Three. So, um, you have some roots in Division Three, uh, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, you made most of your work in the, in the high school ranks. But before we kind of talk about more of your story and stuff, let's talk about this season. Obviously, um, you guys have been on the rise and continue to break through every year. I think progress every single season, which is great to see from, you know, a newer program in Division Three. So how do you think the season went? And, uh, you know, where are you looking forward to uh, next year? Uh, obviously we, you always want more, that's for sure. But we were excited about the season. We wrestled an extremely tough schedule, you know, which included the citrus invite and then going to our first national duels, which we thought we had a decent performance there finishing 11th. And then, you know, ultimately it's all about the NCAA division three tournament, which we all know. And, and we did, you know, punch five guys through to the, to the nationals. I mean, um, you know, with one all American and a few blood round losers, but, um, you know, each year we're, we're climbing up that ladder and, and progressing and, uh, overall it was just, it was an incredible season. Like we had three guys eclipse the 100 win mark and Michael Gagne, Cooper Fleming and Michael Angers, um, Michael Gagne didn't make it to national tournament, but he completed his career and he placed in every single tournament that we went to over a four year period. Wow. So um, that's hard to do in college wrestling. And and um, coach, before you continue, Gagne is the one too. He had a pretty serious injury uh, early on in his career too, right? Or coming into Castleton. Yeah. So his fresh, no, his freshman year, he finished, uh, he was dominant. He finished the season with a 38 and four record. Um, and then that summer he had a, a serious accident where he was working and he, um, um, was running a wood splitter on the, you know, where he was putting the wood into the wood splitter part. And it was a two person, um, operation and it kind of cut his hand off and, um, in half. And he went through a whole bunch of recovery just, to, you know, keep his hand in place and connected. So he really had an amazing career. Sometimes it's, he, he couldn't grip anything. People, didn't really know that he never used it as an excuse, but he had amazing re career considering he kind of had to adjust a lot of what he did on a mat. So. Wow. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, and uh, he made he made most of uh, his work from the top position. So obviously that's a pretty that's a pretty big injury to kind of. But like you said, no excuses. He had a he had a great career. He was always in the mix. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, his he did. You know him well, being an opposing coach. He made his living in top. So like yeah. that was a huge adjustment trying to become a better neutral wrestler for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, go ahead, continue on. I know you're probably going to get to your Elite 90 winner, too. Yeah, so, like, you know, going through the season, I think we went out to Ithaca right away, I think, and we took second. There was some great teams there with Baldwin Wallace and people like that. And then our next tournament was Roger Williams. We won that. Um, uh, Wisconsin eCare was there. They were second. Johnson Wales third. Um, you know, we took second at the, the Southern Maine tournament behind Coast Guard, second at the Citrus behind Osberg, um, the 11th place finish at the National Duels. Uh, we had a lot of depth um, and, uh, you know, we beat a lot of teams along the way and started, I think, started really waking up people and we were able to put different guys in the lineup, which we've never been able to do. So give some athletes rest during the season and not worry about winning a dual meet or being competitive in it. So, um, you know, we're, we're turning into one of those top programs, I think. No, I mean, yeah, I would, yeah, I would, you know, just kind of piggyback off that. I I would definitely say that I think you've done a great job building that program up um, pretty much from scratch. There was really no program ever at Castleton. Is that correct? Like no history. No, there was no wrestling at all. It's kind of um, uh, the way I ended up here at Castleton is the then president, David Walk, kind of reached out to me and told me they wanted to start wrestling. And I thought I was in more of like an advisory position and it ended up being a job offer, which, you know, it took me a little bit to decide whether I was going to jump ship from a program that I created. Like I was an alumni Mount Anthony where I was coaching high school, but like rebuilt the program there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, so like we, I coached my, um, I think it was a 2016 year at Mount Anthony right up until the new England's in March. Um, we, we, that's when we started our recruiting and then we kind of like had over 30 guys yeah. competed as an NCA team that following October. So yeah, brought kids, we, we brought kids in, we had no overnights. We, you know, kind of toured the campus with them a little and, uh, by May, we announced our first class, which was like 34 wrestlers. There was a lot, few walk-ons and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was, um, you know, even then, the very first tournament we went to was the Ted Reese at Southern Maine, and, and we won it with, like, it was kind of crazy with a bunch of freshmen and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, we, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm with a pro, I'm at a program now. It's kind of same as you building it up, rebuild, you know, it's not easy. It's just a tough project doing I think you've done a great job. And, you know, we had our banquet the other day and I thought my assistant coach had a really good line, you know, before the results, uh, you kind of, you want to earn respect. And I feel like you guys definitely have the respect and I think more result, even better results are going to be coming your guys way soon. Yeah. I, so, you know, like um, one of the key ingredients is um, uh, the fact that I, I have a really good supportive coaching staff. So like that took place right away. Um, you know, Stephen Forrest came with me who 
uh, was with me at Monte Anthony, but he also wrestled for me at, at Monte Anthony. And he was like second in world team trials and second in US Opens. And he had high level experience. Um, nice. uh, I, we brought on Joe Duca, who is an All American. He was known as Jad Duca at Ithaca College. Um, and, um, you know, like a um, three time national qualifier. Uh, Jeff Whitesell, another guy that came from me, from Mount Anthony with me. And then from there, we've been able to um, get some alumni in like uh, Jesse Webb, who was a Mount Anthony kid that transferred to me from Division One. And is Mount Anthony, is Mount Anthony uh, close to Castleton? Well, it's about an hour and 15 minutes away. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. And no, uh, Mason great. Osborne, and we got a director of wrestling operations named Greta Haynes. So in a very supportive uh, administration that bought in. So if you don't have all those things, we're not able to do what we've done. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, very well said. And you kind of spoke on this season review. So what's, what's your outlook for next year? Your schedule finalized yet? Like how's the team looking coming back for next year? So we're, our schedule is pretty close to being done. We're just waiting on a couple of things. We um, haven't changed it up too much other than um, last year we participated in the journeyman event that uh, we wrestled the college in New Jersey along with a bunch of division one teams that um, exposure for D3 has turned into a D3 showcase now. So they're going to do D1. Um, this is right before Thanksgiving. Um, I probably should look up the date so that Frank Papalizio knows. Hey, are things. you guys doing that too? I believe it's the 18th. Yeah, I think it's the 18th. The yeah. Saturday before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, week. yeah. Yeah. So November 18th, which uh, Stevens is in it. Um, Cornell, uh, yep. Wisconsin Lacrosse, York, College of New Jersey, and us. And oh nice that's a nice little pod yeah it's uh so that that is a high high level yeah um event that we'll be in and then basically back to the citrus and the national duels and the same tournaments um that we that we had this year and then after and, after national duels new england's is that like weekend after or when's new england duels for you guys um it's two weekends after that i believe two weekends okay yeah, yeah i know um, that's always like that's like pretty much like your conference thing, right? Like you guys don't have a tournament. You just have a big dual tournament. Usually. Right. We, yeah, okay. we, we seed it just like the national duels are seated. And then, you know, you wrestle down through the brackets. It's a pretty intense event. It's a neat atmosphere for sure. Yeah, no, that, that, that definitely uh, looks like a really cool event. Yeah, no, it sounds good. How is, uh, you got you got a lot of returners are you bringing a lot of recruits for this upcoming year how's it how's that look for yeah so we we graduated three athletes this year in uh Gagne our 33 pounder Michael Angers who won the elite 90 award that Anthony was talking about and um Cooper Fleming a two-time national qualifier so we return everybody else um, we, the freshmen that were on the team, um, you know, like we, we think we fill 133 really well. Um, and then we, uh, the other two weights, uh, we, um, have returners coming back that nice. we're battling each other in the same weight. one might move up. And then our, our incoming classes is really good. We got some really good kids out of New York, um, that were, um, you know, like top 20 
um, prospects coming out of New York that go oh, nice. Division One and stuff. So yes, awesome. And before Anthony moves forward here with your Vermont and D three roots from the competition days, I have to ask, how did you get Gavin Bradley to go to Castleton from PA? Because I was a pretty big fan of him out of high school. I recruited PA a lot. He's tough. I think he's going to be really good for you guys. He already had a really good freshman year. So I was just curious, the connection. So the connection kind of came through um, Coach Forrest and um, one of Gavin's coaches. Um, and then we uh, took a shot at it, you know, like obviously someone that's a four-time PA state place finisher and a runner-up and, and a champ. Um, and uh, he came up on a visit. Uh, and we happen to have his major and which is kind of rare. Um, and, uh, so he met our guys, liked our culture, liked the school, uh, felt like it was a fit, um, did all his division one visits and stuff like that. And we just kept in touch with him, yeah. um, and showed him a lot of love and as an entire coaching staff. And I think he became really comfortable with us. And, you know, fortunately for us, we selected him. He's a great young man. I mean, obviously he's a great wrestler, but off off the mat, he's he's just a superhuman being. And that's um, great. You know, like does well in the classroom and does all the right things, all the right things. It's just incredible. That's yeah, that's what you love to see, you know. Um, so that's great. Yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna do wonders for you. I I, I was originally at Waynesburg, so I recruit PA pretty heavily. And when I saw that commitment, I'm like, dang, how do you want up in Castle? That's great. That's a good pickup for you guys. So that's, that's awesome. Good for you guys. And, um, you know, all the best for him and your program moving forward. But, yeah, that's, that's great. <clears throat> yeah, I, th I think um, with him, I feel like he just needs to mature a little bit more at the 125. Like, I feel like he's still kind of growing into that weight class and um, – yeah, but, I think yeah, I mean, and he was in a battle, too. I think that that's another great example of Division Three wrestling. It's like this kid was so successful, but he really didn't get the starting nod until, what would you say, second semester? I mean, he was going back and forth with um, uh, your your other wrestler. I, I can't think of the name. Of Kyle him, Bogle. But they were both in the national rankings. Yeah, Kyle Bogle. So it was the last three weeks that that he got he got to go, go ahead and uh, – um, that you write, they were going back and forth. So like we, we open up at Ithaca, Bradley takes fourth, Bogle doesn't place. So we go to Roger Williams, Bogle wins it, Bradley takes fourth. <laughs> um, <laughs> we go to USM the next week, Bogle takes second, Bradley takes third. We went down to Citrus, Bradley was second and Bogle was third. So um, they both did not lose at the national duels. You know, one was three and oh, the other one was, or one was, uh, they were both three and oh there. Um, so it was a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, like th with that kind of problem, there's a lot of stress sometimes too. So, no, yeah, definitely. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, some that's unfortunately how the sport goes. And, you know, you do what's best for your team. Hopefully, one's hitting the weights and go 33 for you. <laughs> uh one's going up yep and you know we we have another good kid at, a freshman at 33 oh nice marquisi who um was right behind gagne he was a two-time new york runner up and he finished his season at 28 and 8 
and wow. he broke his foot going in the last three weeks. So he didn't get to go to futures. He, um, at the Roger Williams tournament, Josiah Fry moved up and Marquise lost to him in overtime and was a oh, wow. match. So he's legit. And then you got Bogle moving up and then you, we have, um, Bradley and then some incoming freshmen at 125. Nice, a lot of firepower down low. I like it. Good stuff. We're excited. Yeah, as you should. Um, <laughs> you're you're definitely definitely making your mark in, into the, that Northeast regional and uh, and obviously on a national level too, which is also uh, very impressive. But now let's get more to kind of talk about your your personal story here. Um, you know, you made your way back to Vermont, but you have Vermont rule roots. Uh, you competed at the Division three level. Um, so just talk talk about that. Um, you know, you kind of stayed loyal to uh, where you competed at. You know, um, and uh, so just talk about kind of that, that those transitions and um, how it all worked out for you. Yeah, so my college career consisted of two years at Morrisville, which is a junior college, and then a transfer to Oswego State, where I was teammates with current coach Mike Howard, and his dad actually was my coach, and um, uh, Mark Howard was on the team then, and we we were uh, of wrestled in the Suniac Conference, State University of New York Athletic Conference, and uh, we you know were a really high level D three team, and then. From there, I ended up back in Vermont um, only because I had accepted a teaching job and coaching job in New York. And then during the summer, a family friend came to my house like before I was getting ready to leave and told me they were going to cut the program at Monty Anthony, which I was an alumni of. And when my senior year at Monty Anthony, we won our first ever New England title. And um, the year before, we had won a state title. And uh, they were down to four wrestlers on the team and they convinced me to stay. Um, I didn't plan on living and teaching and coaching at a school that I grew up in. And then our fourth year at Mount Anthony, we won our first state title, which we won 28 straight after that. And they're still winning them, but which was a national record. But we kind of expanded and didn't wrestle much in our state. We wrestled all over the place. We, went to the original Ironman out in Ohio. We were at Reno. We were at um, the Beast when it first started and stuff. So we were really at a high, high level. And our guys were being heavily recruited going Division One, Two, II, and Three. And then the, you know, the knock on the door came up about talking to Castleton about, um, you know, them starting a program. I didn't realize it was going to, turn into like that they really kind of headhunted me to be honest so um and then it just seemed like a good challenge like a time for a change after 31 years of high school coaching yeah were you uh were you on the doorstep close to retiring and going down to florida or uh no um i i i would still be teaching and coaching there so um uh it was uh (laughs) <laughs> although we have family in florida no um it just it was a weird thing like i i could go into a lot of detail but like the um you know the president was kicking the tires on it the athletic director didn't really know that it was happening and then there was the offer and then i met the ad and um you know the rest is is history like uh we tried to keep it quiet I came up on campus uh, 
students from Monte Anthony, some that I had, saw me walking around, started taking pictures of me and with uh, social media nowadays and things like that. Um, you know, I was going to try to keep it quiet the entire season. So it didn't affect my team. And I, you know, had to talk with the team that day and tell the athletic director at the high school. And so it was kind of weird how it went down, but. Yeah. That's the coaching game though. It's a tough business, but. Uh, anytime you're trying to move on to a new challenge and stuff, it's like one party's sad and, but obviously not, but they're excited for you because you obviously left a great impact. And then, you know, everyone else kind of moving on. It's like, you're, you're just embracing a new challenge. Um, but I heard you, know, you guys all- talking about 699 wins and I kind of chuckled. So there's a little story behind that. My last home match, which was yeah. like a big celebration and they brought everybody back. We were supposed to wrestle Rhode Island power Bishop Hendrickson and a big storm broke out and they were on their way up and got stuck on a, on a throughway. We had a quad the very next day, but like, um, so we never wrestled it. Therefore 699 dual me wins. <laughs> so that would have been, if you won that match, that would have been 700. That would have been 700. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So I was going to say too, is that one of the most dual wins in New England history? At that time, yes. It's been brought uh, broken by a couple of different coaches. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. They've, yeah. they've outlived me on the high school level. <laughs> <laughs> Impress, impressive. Uh, I mean, 699, 36 and 2, you know, yeah. New England. And people don't realize, too, And if you can we, – we had some New England um, coaches on here before – so Vermont is within the New England uh, championships. So there's a Vermont state tournament and then that qualifies for New England. Is that correct? Yes. So the New England championships um, takes, I believe the top seven from mass, the top five or six from Connecticut and then top three from it's, it's kind of similar to the NCAs in the sense of bids, you know, like, so the top three from Vermont, Rhode Island, New Hampshire and Maine. And then it consists of a bracket that's not seated. Um, they separate the, you know, Vermont state or the, the number ones in the first round. That's it. So, and it's kind of a rotation of how it happens and weights. And then you, there's times that your best two wrestlers can meet in the quarterfinals or the semis, you know, like, or people that you think would be the number one and be in the finals. Yeah. PA does a similar system where it's like a drawn and I don't, I, I don't agree with it, but um, uh, I think if you – for uh, especially that tournament, I mean, it's tough because with all those different states, how do you can compare seeding criteria? So for that yeah, – They um, can't. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, New England's just great. I mean, I think it's a very underrated wrestling championship and area, personally. Um, Everybody's recruiting it now, at least on the D3 level. I mean, you know, like we're losing guys to Wabash and, you know, like um, Wartburg. Um, yeah. I, well, things w- like Wartburg us, was yeah. one team. They did have some connection with, I think it was Connecticut. If correct me if I'm wrong, right? Wasn't Kenny Anderson from Connecticut? Yeah. They always had, they always had a few guys from the New England. I don't know what coach or club they had a tie to, but Kenny and Anderson Michael, was also- Michael Ross was out there originally. Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah. So it's it's great. You know, I think it's really you know hopefully it keeps getting the exposure it deserves. But for people that don't know, New England wrestling championships, 
Yeah, Cross Canome was a two-time national champ, I believe, for Warburg that was from uh, Connecticut. Correct. Yeah. So during uh, yeah during that time frame, there was some connection where they were they were pulling in some really good guys, and and again, I think it's a it's a pretty easy area to recruit because at the end of the day, there isn't a lot of opportunity for college there, wrestling. There so isn't. it's like the kids there are either isn't. going to kind of like those select few schools in New England, or they're going somewhere else, even the better guys. Yeah, and then for for example, I mean, for us, I know AIC is a D two program up that way i think yes. they're the only d2 over there they are. i don't think there's i don't think there's anything else close so uh for recruiting purposes that's why i mean i know jay will recruits it pretty hard they have a few good new england guys in the past i know williams obviously which makes sense it's right in your backyard but i mean there's definitely some top-notch kids yeah i mean everyone knows d1 wise for monster robert hamlin I mean, Correct. he's probably the big, the biggest name, but, right. uh, but yeah, there's definitely been some great guys. And um, you we kind of talked about the new England championships a, a little bit. And obviously you've, you've coached at a lot of really high level events. I know um, you talked about coaching at Dapper Dan and, and everything like that. What's some of the other cool highlights and events you'd be able to coach at, you know, during your time at Mount Anthony. Uh, so I have four athletes wrestling the Dapper Dan uh, over the years. Um, oh, sweet. Coach Forrest, my assistant coach now, wrestled Greg Jones in it. And then in 2014, I was selected by Wrestling USA Magazine to coach the um, Cliff King Classic, um, which was um, – held in Georgia. They had a lot of great wrestlers at that time coming out and members of the team that I had a chance to coach were like Bo Nickel, um, Zane Rutherford, Seth Gross. Um, what what was, that? was it like an all-star event? Was it an all-star event? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's US, USA versus the state that they select that they think has the best um senior class type things sometimes okay. it been, it's been out to iowa it's been all over the place i i'm i'm not sure if they still have it i'm assuming they do but i've kind of lost track of it but yeah that's that's real cool that's really yeah cool. i mean like i sat in the chair and watched bo nickel wrestle yeah. <laughs> yeah. i didn't say a lot except you know maybe during blood time when he was beating up on the guy but i mean um but some guys i did I was, I was kind of able to coach, but just the fact that you spend two days, three days with them, running a couple of practices with them, um, going out to dinner with them as a team, traveling with them, being in the back room, getting ready and stuff. That was like a real incredible experience, especially being a high school coach. And mo all of them had signed like D division one. You know what I mean? Like Bo was going to state and um, Seth Gross was, where did he go? He was originally at Iowa. 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 Yeah, yeah, because I know he transferred. And yeah. Yeah, it's funny you say that with Bo Nickel, because now that now you say that event, I think he was the featured event against uh, that UNC kid. What was it, Chip Ness? Is that yes. right? Yeah, yeah. He moved up Chip away Ness. to wrestling. Yes, he was. You're correct. He was the featured and, uh, event. Yeah. I think he, like you said, I think he did kill him, though. I he think. went up to 220. It, it was like. The size difference was incredible, but yeah, and then, uh, that he did Ness, both. He, he did both things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that Chip Ness had a very good career at North Carolina. I think he was a two-time AA. I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Two-time yeah. All-American. He was a, he was a pretty low seed uh, both times, but he showed up in March his last two years. Um, but yeah, I mean it's definitely kind of cool to see like at the high school level, so many states 
getting a lot better at wrestling too. Like George, we're talking about New England's um, kind of makes our jobs hard as a coaches because like there's talent everywhere yeah. <laughs> now. Um, but well, I think you know, you like that goes into recruiting. Like you were talking about a little bit of our success and stuff like that. So like you, you as you guys know, you have to find someone that fits your culture and your niche and stuff like sure. that. I think one of the things that we do really well here and I harp on with my coaches is trying to get every single coach involved with an athlete so that you don't know which personality that kid's going to attract to. Like that's the hard thing convincing your coaching staff that that's important because they think, well, you know, coach legacy is recruiting the guy, you know, like he's got it. Like, I don't know if I'm the person that's hitting it off with the kids. So like yeah. um, my grad assistant, David Kirk are involved or, my, you know, like Steve Forrest involved, things like that. Like, I think that that's one of, because of where we're located, we're in a small town, uh, rural town in Vermont, um, surrounded by mountain biking trails, hiking trails, ski mountains and lakes. We have no downtown bars or anything like that. It's not a college scene downtown. It takes a special type of kid to come up here. Um, it's a typical college life. We have 28 sports. We have football, tailgate, and all that. Kind it's, of a, it's a beautiful area, too. I mean, I looked up. It's a great area to go it's to college. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. So, but like it takes, it's, it's, it's not like where Anthony's at, where you can go down to Jersey and Stevens yeah, yeah, yeah. has this high reputation, uh, athletically, academically, blah, 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 blah. And go yeah. on and on and on. Like we're competing against, we're trying to draw in some of those type of kids and then convince them that it's here. So sometimes it takes all your personalities of a coaching yeah. staff to, to reel those guys in. No, yeah, no, that's a great point. For sure. You got to, you got to find, definitely get to find the right niche for sure. Yeah. And you, and you're branching out too. I think you were down, you were telling me you're down in Atlantic city, uh, maybe at the New Jersey state tournament for the first time, or you've had a couple of kids from New Jersey. Yeah, we have kids from Jersey. So coach Duca um, coaches that are uh, recruits that area for us. I had never been to the New Jersey state. So he's been down every year. We've had a couple of different assistants and I thought, you know, and he thought it'd be good for me to make my presence there. So I was there for two days and then left and drove all the way up to the second day of the New England championships. Um, yeah, but James Rodriguez is from New Jersey. We have some Southern regional guys, you know, that they're one of the top New Jersey programs down there. Um, and some other guys that are from around the New Jersey area. We've always had a New Jersey connection. So, and then we are now that we've landed Gavin Bradley branching out in that area. We have another PA kid coming in. Nice. Um, we have three Florida guys here. We just had a, a Florida kid that was originally from New Jersey that did real well. That was on campus this weekend. Um, so, you know, we're, and then we have all of New England, New Jersey and New York you know, that area covered. So we have a kid from Las Vegas, Nevada, who is really good out there that transferred in from Buena Vista, Iowa. So we, you were starting to become a little bit more nationally known rather than regionally. Yeah. Which is huge to have a diverse roster and kind of bring everyone in. Um, and you, and again, no, no surprise you're recruiting pretty well in New York. I mean, you guys are very close to that from that border right there. We are four miles away. From the line. There you go. So, yeah. What's the, what's the closest section to you guys? Section two. 
Section so two. that's the cut like that whole capital district area and branches down a little bit down south, heading down 87 south um, on the throughway and then out west toward the Utica area. But the section two championships take place at the in Glens Falls at the like their um arena there used to call it the Civic Center, but uh and that's like 50 minutes from our college. So, um, you know, we are landing a lot of Section 2 athletes. Section 9 is very close to us. We're in Valley, New York, and yeah. um, they really dominated the New York State Championships Section 9 area this year. And um, so that's like a two-and-a-half to three-hour drive. So we've been recruiting that area. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, you've been pretty uh, active also, like, on the Division Three committee scene since joining the D3 ranks. Uh, we get to spend a lot of time together. Yeah, yeah, uh, we have. <laughs> we have. You, you're on the rankings committee with me, and then recently we're both actually – we joined the championships committee this year. Um, so talk about your your experience with that, being on the inside, kind of looking. I mean, for me, my, my point of view, I think we have some great people on those committees doing a good job, but – um, but yeah, what's, what's your perspective and the importance of those committees? I've forward? never asked you this. Was it your first year on both or was it, it seemed like you have been on the rankings committee? Yeah. So this is my first year on the championships, but rankings wise, I believe this was my third season. Okay. That. So we could start with the rankings committee. I didn't really know what I was getting into as far as, um, personalities throughout the country as coaches <laughs> and, uh, um, the dynamics of, of the central upper and lower midwest and stuff like that and um but i really think it uh um it was it was very challenging it was a lot of fun and um you know like we collaborated really well there was some lengthy meetings sometimes um for sure uh i think uh it's time consuming a little bit and it can take away from your own team but it can also help you as knowing individuals um throughout the country so it probably gives us you know the little the the disadvantage is what we lose in time with our team and and um during the course of the day the advantage for us as coaches is is kind of knowing like when you get down to the citrus invitational or national um duels or something like that recognizing a name and th those kind of things knowing what you're kind of up against the ncaa championships committee was definitely a learning a uh, huge learning curve like incredible and again it's like learning different personalities and um and kind of like i i felt like doing a lot of listening to see where what the direction was as far as rules and in in preparing for the ncaa tournament and then just most recently a lot of the things that we discussed about the future of division three wrestling so um i really kind of think that it's it, it's exciting um i wasn't looking for resume builders at this time in my career at all um uh you know i didn't need those things but um it's definitely something i'm glad that i've become a part of mm. I mean, yeah, for, for, I mean, also looking in, uh, I think it's great. You know, both of you guys are on the committee. One, a younger coach, up and coming, you know, and you with so much experience. I feel like both of you guys have. Is that your way of calling me old? No, <laughs> that not is that. Very, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with you. 
<laughs> but no, just like it's a good mix to have because I know uh, me and Anthony talked about before. You know, sometimes when you get in that niche of just being super young, you know, and then being too old, like it doesn't. It, you don't have the good conversations you need to have. It's supposed to be tough conversations. It's supposed to be you know, challenging in that aspect. So I think it's really good from two different perspectives in that way. So I, I think it's really great for the sport. Well, you know, I'm sure you're this way, but speaking about your brother, he's got uh, wisdom and knowledge beyond his 31 years. So, um, <laughs> and I've learned a lot from the people on that committee also. So like, even though I'm seven years into the D3, it's a different game than high school. It's much harder than I thought it was going to be coming out. Yeah. Um, it's much more challenging than I thought it was going to be to get to a high level it the work is extremely hard whether it's in the wrestling room or recruiting or the dynamics of a kid going to um going through day-to-day -day college routines and stuff like that academically um in the room all those kind of things socially uh it, it it's it's a grind and if anybody thinks it's not they they're kidding themselves it, it's you know it's it's funny you say that because our coaches in uh college coach ron headley and coach john yates they coach like really good local same for similar to you similar background re really good high school division one athletes um and you know just kind of i don't know had blinders on or didn't know what they were kind of getting into at the d3 level but then when like when they see national duels or nationals and D3 wrestling, you're like, dang, these kids can scrap, you know? So, like, it, that's why I think wrestling's great in aspects between every sport, between the Division One, Division Two, Division Three, NAIA, JUCO. It's wrestling. All those kids wrestle hard with each other. They all put the work in, and I think it's uh, really cool to see. Yeah. Um, I can just tell you this again. Like, I used to think to myself, because we were so high-level high school, like – but like that was like developing K kindergarten all the way up through, which we did in our town. I'm like, Oh, I can do this on the college level. And then the first couple of years, it was like honeymoon phase and you're not expecting to be real good. And then you're like, I want to be like Stevens. I want to be like Johnson Wales. I want to, yeah. and, and, and to get to that level is not easy. You've got to do your homework. You've got to grind. You've got to work hard at it. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I'll kind of leave off, too, about, about the committee piece. It's like, I think we have a great direction of where we're going. Also, we can't disclose what we talked about in those meetings, but I think it's a good direction. And I think people that tune into this show and coaches around, like, they have to realize that change doesn't happen overnight. Um, we are listening to everybody. Um, we're trying to do what's best for Division Three, but it's not easy. I mean, we are on the championships committee, but there is multiple committees above us that we have to – propose things to and, and make stuff happen so things are in the works um we're trying to grow division three championships but um i think patience is is definitely not easy for us as coaches for sure we, we want we want change now we want stuff to happen but um yeah you know, i just want to you know go ditto um i think we made some great strides and i don't know how anybody can't be happy about when we finally are able to disclose some of the stuff, the direction that we're going in. Yeah, yeah. sure. hundred percent. 
Um, but uh, as we kind of like wrap up this interview, you got anything else, anything else for, you know, fans to follow Castleton, um, social media and stuff. I'm sure you're not maybe running the social media, but. Uh, so uh, I, I don't like we are probably one of the we have a director of wrestling operations, Greta Hain, who I actually recruited as a manager out of high school because she was part of the Doughboy Wrestling Club in Mass. And I knew her dad. She came here and she. um was with us for four years and then she was able to re get a job on campus and then we were able to create this position for us here so she does like our facebook page our instagram our twitter which she's very good at and that takes a lot off my plate so yeah you can follow us on all those sites um she's extremely good at promoting it I'm sure you're probably the guy that does it at Stevens. I'm just guessing. I don't know, but um, because you're, uh, you know, high tech and uh, yeah, like I, you know, just like, I know we're talking about Castleton and myself, but I am very grateful for all the wrestlers who kind of changed our culture and, and prior grad assistants like Mitchell LaFlamme that was here and just different wrestlers like uh you know, that have helped us climb to the situation that we're, we're in. And I, I think both of you guys know as coaches, if without those kind of people, you're not going to get better. You just kind of stay at the same level. Yeah. There's definitely people you bring in that leave a certain impact uh, on your program and it's never going to be the same after that. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do as coaches, bring those game changers in every year, bring those high impact guys in, um, and that we're going to do this right stuff on and off the mat. Um, so again, this, this was a really fun conversation. I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this and uh, awesome. looking forward to seeing what, what Castle does next.